You're listening to Argy's Poetry Pickle Jar. Hello and welcome to Argy's Poetry Pickle Jar, the only place where we pick all the poems we just know you'll love. Each week, we're joined by an amazing poet who will bring with them their favourite poem of the moment. Then we will be like surgeons, cutting up that little beauty of a poem and letting it all just hang out there like, whoa. This week, we're joined by a special poet, a poet who has made a special place in our lockdown diaries, creating a run of workshops for children and families. He's also shared bills with Armitage, Cooper Clark and Kate Tempest. He's been featured in The Verb and is one of the co-founders of Chill Pill, a, a night that I actually thought was one of the best poetry nights in London. Uh, he also had the amazing accolade of becoming a dad. <laughs> Um, Do you think, Simon Mole, you write increasingly for young people? I'd say I write exclusively pretty much these days for wow. for children and families. Well, that's the thing. So the and families is, is an important addition. If you think about sitting down to watch a film, there's some films you watch with kids which are just for them and you tolerate it or use it as a reason to quietly fall asleep or message your mates and then there's some films which are for them but also have a layer or a level which you as a grown-up can enjoy and appreciate and i want to make i want to make the poems like that you know yeah like a pixar film that's what i'm saying pixar <laughs> poets yeah. yeah do you feel like uh, other poets um not look down on but think differently of people that write for children young people their families no i i haven't experienced that myself what interests me about children's poetry it's almost the most mainstream like that poet the most widely that poetry will ever get yeah like, that's really interesting poetry for kids like the poets for children that are big are massive yeah they really are so it's tricky to some degree for another poet to be like, oh, you just do that. And you're like, dude, I'm doing a gig to like 300 kids three times a week. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know. And that, that's, that's crazy, eh? Obviously not all of them have thought, oh, I'm going to go and look out tickets for this Simon Mole assembly. <laughs> they may be slightly coerced to come <laughs> into that. Do you know what I'm saying? That's really important. I mean, you're doing, you're restarting the workshops. So have you already restarted them? Um, yeah, yeah. So they're happening a couple of times a month now. Um, and they're still for children and families broadly speaking like about five to 11 years old uh cool. yeah they're, they're on the go yeah it's been amazing man to be honest like did it turned into like a little community in a way and like i thought i was going to enjoy it because i like doing workshops but i have to admit i was surprised by how much i got out of it it felt like it was having quite an impact on on me and my well-being during like a tricky time, but also, you know, to see, it really reaffirmed for me why children engaging with poetry is such an important and powerful thing. And I think it's because on one level, it's just fun to play with words. And so you enjoy that. And in that process, you learn to like, think about the world around you carefully look at it those tiny important deep the stuff that you need to do to write poetry those kind of skills yeah. expressing your feelings your ideas your opinions around the world like i think they're skills which you carry with you when you're not putting the pen on the paper still 
So yeah. like, I feel like some of those kids, well, most of them have become poets in like a more meaningful way than just they did some writing. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah, totally. amazing thing, man. Like, and it's got to be a good thing for the world as well. Like the more children that grow into the world, choosing to take time to think about their impact in the world and what they see around them and what that means. Like that's a way of seeing, isn't it? And re-seeing, which I think is incredibly valuable. Actually yeah. writing a poem allows things to come out or be put on a page in a way that is tricky to do sometimes. I don't know. That's that I was waiting for the segue. That was it. <laughs> it's hard to put into words how good some poems are. And you picked a poem uh, that I hadn't I hadn't heard of the writer or the poet. So what I'm gonna ask is you share the poem and mm. then we'll chat about it after. Okay, so it is written by Kate Wakelin. It's called Night Journey, and it's from her collection Moon Juice. And I'll read it to you now. When it's like this, when mum is driving and everyone is quiet, heads toppling with sleep, and the motorway is a dizzy black, slicked with lights. When it's like this, the car is not a mile machine. It is a thought machine. New thoughts fizz from nowhere. New thoughts tick and gleam, find strange shapes, strange colours, build things, grow wings. New thoughts sizzle out into the dark. Old thoughts find new homes, new roads, or pop like bubbles. Worries go slow-mo, fade to grey and vanish. Because the car is not a mile machine, it is a thought machine. Yes, I like that you chose this poem. I mean, I like it because I've got introduced to Kate Wakelin. Um, she's a Yorkshire and Birmingham poet, and she has a pamphlet um, called The Rainbow Faults, which is actually published by the Rialto. Yeah, it's that same for grown-ups, isn't it, as well? like yeah, yeah, that's a grown-ups thing. And then this is like her children's work. Why did you choose this one? Ah, oh, for, for a lot of reasons. One, because it doesn't necessarily... It's not those, it's not one of those what's children's poetry like or about. It's kind of different to that in some ways. So I thought it'd be interesting. Um, I feel like, well, it starts with a, an, there's a few reasons why I like it. And particularly, mm -hmm. I like it for sharing with children. Yeah. So, firstly, it's about an everyday common experience, just driving in a car. So that straight away says to a kid or a reader, like, this poem is for you. Yeah. Yeah. I get um, you. Yeah. Which I think is cool because immediately it's recognizable. So you can get into it. It offers some insight into the real life of a poet. Not necessarily loads, but when it's like this, when mum is driving and everyone's quiet, like she's inviting you into a snapshot of what could be her real life. Yeah. And there's something about it that taps into memory um, of sitting in the back um and bouncing like your fingers over the tops of buildings or doing voiceover for people you can't hear talking you know oh, for sure man i used to imaginary skateboard like the terrain that was on like that was going yeah exactly in the back man like yeah it's just and i think <clears throat> interestingly like it offers that in that interior world those kind of thoughts it offers an insight into an interior life an inner life mm -hmm. and i think that's interesting 
um, for children. It takes an abstract idea and makes it concrete and kind of tangible. So in terms of writing, I think that's the idea that a thought might tick or gleam. So you're saying, what sound does a thought make? What does a thought look like? What shape might a thought be? And to some children, initially that might perplex them as a question. Mm. And so it's offering as a poem, I think, some hints or a potential blueprint of what an idea and therefore a poem might be or could be. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And it's quite a quick transition from that everyday common experience to a place where the sound of a word that's chosen communicates some meaning which you feel as much as you conceptually understand yeah. and that's what a, that's what that's what a good poem is i think for me is something you feel the meaning of as well as just like i know what this means do you know what i mean there's yeah. something like this and the react so reality stretches a little bit and i think that's a cool thing for anyone to engage with but particularly children when they're thinking about what poetry might be the idea that you could use poetry to to distort or stretch reality in some way. Also, I just, I've got to mention it because of poetry with kids, like often you come like, there's still sometimes the idea that poetry must rhyme. Mm. And so this poem really doesn't. And then there's that one bit where it really does. And I just find that to be build things, grow wings. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And it's just like, it just, I, there's something about how much the context around a certain bit of linguistic flair or device affects it. Mm. I, mean, I used to make a lot more like rap music than poetry. Like I went through a phase of doing this thing where I do like a whole 16 bar verse, but I would have like, like one line in it, which just didn't rhyme with anything else in it. And like invariably people who enjoyed it would come up and if they wanted to say, oh, I made that line about the dude and it was all the one that didn't rhyme. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. how, it, how it pops out at you and like just the one syllable rhyme, things and wings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because, it's amazing. Yeah, because what it does for kids as well is like, oh, it can rhyme. So mm. she sets up, it doesn't rhyme. And then there's one bit that does. And, it's and it just... can repeat as well because you, she uses the repeat thing. Yeah, man. The ma machine, the thought machine. She uses machine twice at the end of the line. Yeah, and it's just, she's playing with words. Like, I think as well, like, it's an obvious poem once you read it. Mm -hmm. Like, and I mean that with the most respect possible. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just one idea. It's simple, it's clear, but it sparks so many different ideas and thoughts and, as you said, memories. And yeah, and it's it, it cuts, yeah, the simplicity of it cuts really well with the topic that she's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the form reflects the... Yeah, the, big time. Like, and I think that that's always important. If you can get that, then that's wicked as well. And I think really importantly for working with children, I feel like it's a really good spark for like writing something yourself, like inspired by or in response to it. Yeah. It's a poem that makes me, and I believe would make children feel feel the potential for doing some writing there's also the um important questions about what is your thought machine so where do you go to reflect on where you, um, what's going on in your life for real so that's a whole workshop with that yeah. one sentence that you've just said there having hit having read that poem for the first time a day or two ago mm -hmm. 
Mm. Like, what is your thought machine? So you'd be like, oh, so Kate Wakeling's thought machine is her car. What mm. is your thought? Do you know what I mean? So you could mm. like the kitchen is not a food machine. It is a thought machine or the bedroom is not a sleep machine. It is a thought. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. And then you can just get them. You could ask them a load of questions about their thought machine. What, what happens to the thoughts in it? I mean, do you know what I mean? To begin with, maybe just a direct kind of comparable thing to how she's described the thoughts would be a really fun exercise. So, okay. Think of some of what, what do your thoughts do if they were dancing? Like what music would it be? Or yeah. Like, what do they they look like? Yeah. Just infinite potential stuff that you could ask about thoughts. Once you Mm. see that the abstract idea of a thought could be treated as some sensory descriptive language or playful ideas or open-ended, whatever like that in itself is a cool cool idea but then your your thing about like where is your thought machine it's just absolutely like that's absolutely brilliant man like that would be so much fun you could imagine that up like in a classroom or like a community center or something somewhere like our thought machines is the title yeah it's like, cool it? different place because it's just fun but then also what a deep thing to be talking to kids about like yeah where are those physical places in your life where you find the, the space where you leave where you leave the strictly physical spaces to like to go somewhere else in your head. Do you know what I mean? Like it's Yeah. That yeah. seems like a that's a great body of work. Whoever hopefully there's teachers out there listening to this right now. Simon, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to oh, have thanks you. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Night Journey by Kate Wakelin. When it's like this, when mum is driving and everyone is quiet, heads toppling with sleep, and the motorway is a dizzy black slicked with lights. When it's like this, the car is not a mile machine, it is a thought machine. New thoughts fizz from nowhere, new thoughts tick and gleam, find strange shapes, strange colours, build things, grow wings, new thoughts sizzle out into the darkness. Old thoughts find new homes, new roads, or pop like bubbles. Worries go slow-mo, fade to grey, and vanish because the car is not a mile machine it is a thought machine